Hey, Don. Hello, Zach. This week, I want to talk about an interesting interview that Bucks center Giannis Antetokounmpo gave after he lost in the playoffs. It came out a couple of weeks ago. And what was interesting about the speech was he was asked, was the season a failure? His team had just lost. They had lost four games to one to the Miami Heat. And basically, Giannis looked back, and instead of just kind of saying yes or no, he gave a fairly long and articulate response. And here's the best paragraph I heard. Do you get a promotion every year in your job? Ankatikunpo answered after a long pause in which he placed his head in his hands. No, right? So every year you work as a failure? Yes or no? No. Every year you work. You work towards something, towards a goal which is to get a promotion, to be able to take care of your family, provide a house for them, or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. There's always steps to it. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years were a failure? That's what you're telling me? Why do you ask me that question? It's the wrong question. There's no failure in sports. There's good days, bad days. Some days you are able to be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn, and that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other people are going to win, and this year somebody else is going to win. We're going to come back next year and try to be better. And Don, it's interesting because after this speech was given, it was picked up by the Wall Street Journal. That's the article I sent you. NPR also did a segment. It's been everywhere. What did you think about this response by Giannis? I'm with Giannis. I mean, it's not like... Almost everybody finishes their athletic career, whenever it finishes, whether it's middle school, high school, or college, or even after, in a loss. Almost nobody goes out on top. Even Jordan went out losing. And it's not that you're a loser or you didn't try or you didn't have some successes. You know, there's a there's a magnet on my fridge that says strive for excellence, not perfection. And that's what we try to do in our house. And I'm with Giannis on this one. You're working towards something. But just doesn't get just because you don't get there doesn't mean you weren't a success in life or whatever. I agree with you. I think it was a really intelligent response. It was definitely something that made me stop and say, "Yeah, he's right. Everything is is working towards something, and you can try back again the next day. And you have good days, you have bad days. I'm in total agreement. I guess what I thought was interesting was I feel like I've heard variations of what Giannis said on posters, motivational speeches, you know, billboards and stuff like that. Why do you think major media outlets started covering this and people started responding to this across America? It kind of went viral. Well, yeah, people want to say it's a loss unless you're the overall champion, but I guarantee those people are saying that are not champions themselves. I mean, almost nobody is the unheard of champion of all. And even then, they're never considered the greatest. Even if Michael Jordan's under debate, I go with Bill Russell over Michael Jordan. Maybe you go Michael Jordan or Bill Russell. Does that mean that the other is a failure? No. Do you think it's because, like, in our culture, I feel like you watch ESPN, and right now it's the NBA playoffs. Every day, if the 76ers lost last night, then all of a sudden it's James Harden is a failure. And then the next day, the 76ers win, and then it's all of a sudden the Boston Celtics are a failure. 
And is it sort of the kind of hot take culture that we have now where we want to race out to deem something either great or a failure based upon the most recent performance? At the same time, I think about President Trump and often he would tweet out or give interviews where he would call people losers or low ratings on television, bad television show. Is, is it just something where we've gotten to the point where Giannis had to kind of remind everybody that life is a lot more complicated and a lot more gray than just black or white? Yeah, I think so. And people are always striving for this thing that is really unobtainable. Ironically, I feel like everything in sports is trying to make it more attainable in that I've heard so many people have told me their kid's a national champion of this or that. I think there's 16 national championships in soccer alone. And they're in different places and different tournaments. And everybody's trying to crown somebody because that gets people to attend their thing. And we want to have more and more chances for people to do that. That said, yeah, I, I, it's very rare where you have this true absolute situation, which is the NBA, where it says this team will be the champion and others will not. And that doesn't mean everybody else is a failure. It just means that they didn't win this year. Doesn't mean they didn't improve. I mean, it's an awful, awful world if there's only one champion in the whole world and everybody else is a failure. Why would you continue to do something? And I think that that's also part of the short-term maybe thinking, feeling that so many people have is that because you lost today, everybody just says it's over, right? And yet you look at you know, people's careers and, you know, going back to professional sports, like I think about like the Detroit Pistons of the 1980s, like for years, they kept losing to the Boston Celtics. And then eventually they broke through and everybody looks back now as all of those seasons where they lost, it was actually, they were learning, they were getting better. And then they finally broke through. Then the Bulls had lost to the Pistons all those years and until they finally kind of broke through. Everybody in hindsight looks at it as, that's the reason why they became champions. And then nobody ever looks at them as failures. But in the short run, I guess it's just really easy to, to look at anything as a, instead of a setback, it's just, it's a failure. Well, it's like the hot take culture you talked about. Like, what's going to get people to pay attention? Well, I want to rage listen to this guy talk about Giannis being a failure. And rage listen is still a listen. It's getting listens for the ads and revenue and whatnot. So it's much to get attention more than anything else. Now, one person wrote in the comments of this article in the Wall Street Journal, it was Jason Gay, by the way, that wrote it. And it was a really cool, smart article. But somebody wrote, although I appreciate the honest and nuanced response, I think this is the defense of major sports giving everyone a participation trophy. What do you think about that? Are we possibly maybe celebrating this response too much and that, it's a very universal message. A lot of people can agree with it. But ultimately, this is a guy who makes a quarter of a billion dollars. All of his teammates are millionaires. This is high-stakes stuff in professional sports. Are we sure we can't call this a failure? Well, I'm not absolutely certain, but it depends how you define your goals. If you define your goals one way before the season, then you could achieve your goals as defined rather than, by your definition rather than others' definition. My last year competing in college, we wanted to be top four in the nation, Big Ten champions, and that was our goal. And we did both those things. And so because that's how we defined our goals, we were we achieved them. We didn't define our goals to be national champions. We didn't have that in us, but we were happy to achieve our goals. I don't know if it's a failure. I think it was achieving your goals 
It just depends on whose standards you're trying to achieve. The ones you set out or your team sets out beforehand or the ones that other people from the outside see. I think you should set your goals internally. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Somebody else in the comments, they wrote, and this kind of goes with what you were saying, Giannis brilliantly summarized what's wrong with the world today. Too few who work hard and put themselves out there and too many sit on the sidelines with nothing to offer but an opinion. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't think that you need to listen to those people on the outside. I think you need to focus on what you want and what you want to achieve. You know, I think you and I probably think about our lives in terms of work, uh, home life trade-offs, and ultimately things we want to achieve as a parent, as a teacher, and we're pretty happy with where we are. Would you agree? Yes, 100%. And But you're not president, and so you're a failure. Well, no, I never wanted to be president. I think that'd be awful. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. This is a goal that I wanted. I'm good. No, I think that's a really good point. I think a lot of people let others or their opinions maybe determine if they have been successful or not, right? And one of my favorite professional wrestlers, Mick Foley, a.k.a. Mankind, he has a great quote. I heard him give an interview. He just said, never let somebody else determine if you've been successful or not. I think that's really easy to say, but I think it is hard to sometimes block out the noise and to stay focused on your goal or to be satisfied, especially when a lot of people maybe come out there and, and want to tear you down and stuff like that. Yeah, at the same time, my younger son won a race the other day, and afterwards he was like, eh, time was all right. Like, no, don't say that in front of all the kids you just beat. Like, <laughs> And at the same time, he's defining himself as not successful because he didn't get his time, but he won the race. Maybe some other kid got fourth but made a huge improvement, and that kid's so super satisfied. It's not the outcome of the race that determines who should be satisfied. It's who met their goals. So just because you win doesn't mean you did everything you could. So is there anywhere where you would say there is a valid criticism to say Giannis or the Bucks had a failure of a season, or would you say it is 100% no truth to that statement? It depends on what they decided internally. If they got together in August or September, whenever they start their season, and they sat down and they made goals, and the only goal was to be the NBA champions, and they didn't achieve that, then yeah, I guess their season was a failure. But if they said their number one goal was to make the playoffs, which actually for this team seems pretty easy considering their level of accomplishment in the past, well, they then the maybe that is to find it. I mean, think about the New York Knicks. They're in the second round of the NBA playoffs. They haven't been in the playoffs forever. And so for them, I think that they made that their goal and they made there, that's great. That's a success. Well, and that's, that's also a really good point. You think about like the NCAA basketball tournament and the first weekend is all about the Cinderella's, right? And most of the time, nobody expects the Cinderella's to actually win the title, but people get super excited if they can win a game because it seems like that's going to make uh, possibly their year or maybe that school's decade and that success. And therefore, it is interesting that people can have different degrees of success for different people. And I think maybe one of the shocking parts about Giannis and the Bucks is they were the number one seed. A lot of people had picked them to win the NBA title. And I wonder if maybe that is where the question maybe becomes a little bit more legitimate is, hey, there were a lot of expectations and probably you guys had expectations and obviously it just didn't work out. 
that's if it's their expectations, cool. I mean, it seems reasonable to have the expectation they're going to go a lot farther than they did, and that didn't seem to come through. So in that sense, yeah, it seems disappointing. I mean, I have a hard time saying their season was an ultimate success when they underachieved the playoffs, but at the same time, I don't think every time that they go out there and they play for a year injury-free, build on their career statistics, and feed their children and their children's children and probably a lot of other people, that that's necessarily a failure. I wasn't teacher of the year this year. I've never been teacher of the year. I wouldn't categorize every year as a failure. It's another year that I'm grinding away, helping some kids, making some money, feeding my family. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Obviously, you know, you're you're an educator for your career, not on uh, the high stage like professional sports, but you're right. It's hard to say that your year was a failure just because you didn't win, I guess, the ultimate award and stuff like that. And I don't know. It, it's interesting because I was thinking today, America likes historical examples of failures. We love to learn about Abraham Lincoln as sort of a failed congressman and sort of this bumpkin living out in the in the West until he eventually becomes president. Nobody still thinks he's going to be any good at it. And then we realize sort of what a genius he was. Like Ulysses S. Grant had all sorts of failures in his life. Michael Jordan, of course, the famous guy that got cut on the high school basketball team. With time, we look back at these people and we say, those were setbacks. And those are the things that fueled these people to become great. It just seems like we really struggle with with having perspective in the short run. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we we never just kind of stop and say, well, let's let this play out longer. Maybe this is going to be different. Is it just because it's natural in a moment to want to form an opinion and want to pass judgment? Or is there something just about we can allow failure if it's happened in hindsight, but not in the moment of the present? Well, I think for this situation, the moment is how when that article gets published and how does this person grab headlines and what's the most dramatic thing they can say. I mean, that's the big thing. And Giannis, for, to his great credit, gave it a real thoughtful answer. I mean, before, two years ago, he won the championship and the stories were about how many nuggets he ordered afterwards. Like, yeah, he's, he's doing a good job. But ultimately, it's about how do we answer this question to make the most viewers look, make the most clicks, make the most notice come to this person. And and in that sense, the reporter picked a good question because it does have us talking about the their story. Yeah, that's interesting because Giannis even called and said the reporter, you asked me this last year. And a lot of people in the comment section of the Wall Street Journal thing were like, this is a stupid question. I can't believe journalists are hitting this new low. But yet it's a very simple question. And yet it is amazing how many people are talking about it, thinking about it. Uh, lots of people in the comments are like, this is something that every coach and teacher should be trying to point to, use in the classroom or with young people and trying to get people to see a larger picture, which when you're stuck in the moment can be kind of hard to see. For sure. Now, one person said, sorry, but no, they failed, period. They didn't just lose some games. They choked in historic fashion. They utterly failed to play up to their own standards. And that's okay. It happens, but we ought to be able to call this what it is. What do you think about that response? Again, it's fair. It's from their outside judgment. That's the way they want to set the standard for success. Okay. It's been a long time of failure in Minneapolis. Uh, what would it be? 67 till 2021. 
So mm-hmm. that's a lot. That's a depressing time to go. What do they say? What does uh, John Mater Cain say about the long run? In the long run, we're all dead. So yes. if we're going to sit there and look in the long run about championships, we're just going to be miserable for <laughs> 60 years or whatever. Like, oh, I don't want to live that way. This guy can live that way if they want. I don't want to live that way. Well, you make an interesting point about the long run in John Maynard Keynes' comment because, I don't know, like, isn't the goal of, of being a human is to live and therefore we're all going to die and therefore are we all just failures? Yeah, so you're going to sit there and live your whole life of 80 years in Milwaukee and celebrate one championship. All right, if you want to be down and miserable for all that matter, you could just cheer for the Lions, be miserable all the time. I choose not to do that. Well, I actually had that question for you is, okay, Lions fans have, uh, have you know, gone through a lot of years. Are they allowed to call their team a failure or are these just very, very tiny, minute baby steps towards success that they should be looking at? No. <laughs> no, no, no. The Lions have not made many strides in a long time. Anybody that believes in them is... I mean, hey, all right, have the most meager expectations possible. If they win a couple games, you eat a turkey, and you're happy, great. I, I, I was ready to hang up my, uh, my Michigan University football cheering outfit, and then, I, then they all of a sudden became good again. It helps me redeem a little bit. But, yeah, I, I'm just not interested in mediocrity forever. Well, it's interesting because, like, our friend Kevin Kopech Longtime Lions fan. He's probably already oh. bought his uh, Super Bowl uh, Lions winning it all ticket uh, from Vegas and stuff like that. But if the Lions were to win the Super Bowl next year and they are favored to do well, I don't know if they're going to be favored to win the Super Bowl, but let's say they won. Doesn't it just kind of make it all that much sweeter for all the people who are still alive who've been cheering for the Lions their whole life? Like, yeah, but what are those people that died that started cheering in the 50s and didn't even make it? Like, come on, have some happiness in life. I just would hate to have somebody that looks at year after year of mediocrity and just wallows in the misery. Like, just move on and be happy about something else. It just doesn't seem like a wise idea. The marginal cost is far greater than the marginal benefit of that far away, maybe never victory. Well, you're going to have old men at graves, like crying with their father's name on a, on a, on a marker because the fact that they weren't there to see the lions win at all, if they were to win at all. But I guess in some ways you could still take Giannis's quote and just say, it was all just a process. Right. And uh, man, how sweet is success if you can ever obtain it. And I do think that's one of the things that, I think sometimes gets forgotten in all of this is that, you know, to actually obtain something, to actually get something, I would assume when one person obtains some sort of success and they can look back and say, this is all the work, all the effort that had to go in for me to finally get that moment. It's got to be really rewarding, right? It's not, it wouldn't be rewarding if you just walked out of the, the house and just won stuff, right? You have to earn it. I don't think so. I remember no. reading an article about Nick Saban the, right after they win a national championship in football. He's miserable on the bus because he realize, realizes how much work is going to be done to come back. And after you've won things, there is a moment of celebration. And then there's back to the work to go do it again, to try to improve. Like It doesn't last forever. It just lasts for a little bit. 
and then you're on to the next thing. And somebody else wins something. You're not a champion forever. And somebody always is better in the short run or in the long run. And people will look up to that and compare you to them. And ultimately, you can't care about them. So doesn't Kevin Durant have a shadow Twitter where he talks trash back to fans that rip on him? Like, really? Move on. Who cares what Joe Sixpack thinks about you? You know, because I think he's an interesting case of somebody who I do think has let a lot of people and their opinions about his career and whether it's a success or a failure kind of influence some of his decisions. He clearly seems like a guy that's sort of thin skin on that, but I don't know. I I guess, isn't it human nature to just sort of want to see what the crowd is shouting about you, whether it be good or whether it be bad. But when you do hear the bad stuff, it, it probably does really fuel a lot of people or really, you know, kind of uh, churn on a lot of people. Or they revel in it. Some people revel in the crowd screaming at them. Your Bill Lambeers, your uh, your heel on the, WD- on the WWE. That's true. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought this quote just sort of made me reflect on a lot of things. And, and as you're saying about our careers, about sports, and while I 100% agree with what Giannis is saying, and I think this perspective is really wise, I don't know. I don't know if I could 100% disagree with the people saying like, you know what, this is pro sports and you just didn't get the job done. I kind of feel like there's at least a shred of truth to that. Fair enough. But now you're operating on somebody else's def- definition of success and I don't ever want to do that. No, and that's a really good point. I, I think that you push back on that well because, well, that's your opinion. But obviously, like Giannis uh, isn't going to care about that. Yeah, nor should he. <laughs> How many nuggets did he eat, by the way? Oh, he ate the same number of points he scored. It was like 51 or something like that in the closeout game after they won the NBA championship. <sighs> that's a lot of nuggets. He's 6'11", Zach, and he weighs 270 pounds of pure muscle. The man can eat as many nuggets as he wants. Last I knew, he lived with his mom and his girlfriend in walking distance to the arena because that's what's important to him. And he spends all his time back home in Greece. Like, yeah, I don't think he's your uh, he's your superstar that's riding around a Bentley and making all sorts of crazy, unwise decisions. I think he's a guy that works pretty hard at improving his game and uh, doing the best for his family. 100%. In fact, uh, last summer on Disney+, Plus, they released the Giannis story. And it's an amazing story about just sort of his parents who were basically illegal immigrants in Greece and had to basically raise him and his brothers like kind of in the shadows. And they were always worried about sort of getting deported and then kind of like how he kind of discovered basketball and then came to America as a family. We watched it and we had a great discussion about uh, the plight of immigrants around the world, about why do people, you know, move across countries, about just sort of, um, you know, Giannis's personal story with basketball. I highly recommend every family watch it. Sounds interesting. I haven't seen it, but uh, it sounds good. Well, I guess uh, I'll definitely post a link uh, to the story and, and to the Twitter response that he gives. You can definitely watch it live, and I think it's worth that. And uh, I do. I, I think it's just an interesting conversation that everybody should have. I also think it'd be interesting to show this to students. Have you shown it to high school kids? I'd be curious if they have a different perspective, being younger and maybe more into the hot take culture than maybe like older people like us. I have not shown it to them. I can ask my high school son, see what he thinks, but uh, I'm not all that impressed with their perspective on many things. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, I will also just give a shout out to my daughter's soccer team. Uh, yesterday, we lost in the state cup sort of pool play. We had to win in order to get to the knockout round and we lost and uh, all the kids were kind of tearing up and sad and they played an amazing game. And the first thing I thought of was Giannis's quote of they're only in fifth grade. They are learning the game of soccer like everybody else. And if you just deem this one game or this one tournament a failure, well, what's the point of, I guess, going to practice the next day, right? Uh, doesn't that just mean you should stop? I think you keep on going. It's an improvement. And uh, the best kids in uh, fifth grade are not necessarily the best kids in 12th grade. I will tell you that for certain. 100%. You have to keep going. You have to keep working. And uh, I just thought it was an interesting quote. And uh, I appreciate you sharing your thoughts on this one. Did, now, did it come up at the press conference after the game? <laughs> uh, we did not. But I will say this, I, I went over to the coach to thank him for such a great game and how fun it was to watch. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, and I thought all about this Giannis quote. And I, and it, look, in, in the heat of the moment, I can definitely uh, get caught up in the win and the loss. But at the same time, this quote definitely kind of leveled me out a little bit. There you go. It's a better perspective. I like it. Yeah, no, Definitely. Well, Don, it's been a pleasure talking to you this week. I look forward to talking with you next week. Absolutely, Zach. Have a good one. Take care.